0: What's up! This is a special edition of Marcia's Plate where we review the show polls on FX. All right. Ah. Uh, what Diana say? Don't call the doctor. Don't call my mama. Don't call the preacher. I don't. Need- Yes. So welcome. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. If you want to join the conversation, you know, give us your opinions. We're going to cover a lot of topics. It's a two hour review. <laughs> so we're going to cover a lot of stuff. Make sure you hashtag Marsha's Plate. M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. And you can add us on Twitter at Marsha's Plate. We respond. We are community-ass people. We want to see what you think. You don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree. It don't matter. Whatever you feel, just let us know. And, you know, let's continue this dialogue. And even if you just want to see what folks have to say about Marsha's Plate, you can just go search the hashtag. (laughs) So, we are on episode... Two, two, <laughs> dirt, dirt. dirt. <laughs> we are on episode two. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here back with Hey, y'all, it's Brandon. Once again, <laughs> talking about Pose. <laughs> talking about the amazing new series, Pose. If you haven't watched it, make sure you go check it out. It is amazing, it's lovely. Every time we watch it, as soon as it cut on, Brandon is like, This is my sickness. <laughs> 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 oh my God. See the title? Did you see the title? <laughs> Introduction screen. It's, it's Pose. <laughs> he goes ham, hey, and I live for it. But um, yes, we on episode two. So let's start off by talking about Damon and Ricky. So, what was your thoughts about that storyline today? I
1: mean, Damon, she's cool, but I don't know. Like, she kind of make my skin kind of irk a little bit. Like, she's kind of like, ugh, like she. Okay, so she is the Bush Queen that I always find irritating. Like she, like girl, like look at the world for what? Stop looking at the world through rose-colored glasses, honey. Like she is so romance, love Girl, come on now. Like with no her, and Ricky. Come on now. Like with her, and Ricky. We're like, first of all. <laughs>
0: Listen, okay, We all have our innocent times. Girl. You did not have no innocent moments? I guess before I became a prostitute. But that was- <laughs> <laughs> the world grow you up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what were you about to say? Okay, so Day- Damon and Ricky. Okay, so it's like, girl, like I... Why do you, okay, so she feels like, I don't even know where to start. First of all, I'm just going to start off with when they were sitting on the bench, like the whole scene when her and Ricky were at the pier on the bench trying to have the romantic moment, things like Mm -hmm. this. I'm just thinking like, girl, Damon girl, just get that dick, honey. Like, why are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But don't you think that's like a, um a stereotype of gay men not just a stereotype because I know we are a little bit more open and free mm-hmm. than um and I'm and I w- sometimes when I say we're I'm not talking about as if I- I'm a trans woman and I'm identifying with gay maleness I'm saying we and sometimes when I say gay I mean all of us like uh-huh. I mean queer queer women I mean trans women because Gay community to me is all of us. It's like saying LGBT for me, right? Um, so when I me say too. we, I'm talking about us as a community. Not necessarily. I don't want y'all to think I'm saying, "Oh, I'm a gay male," <laughs> and that's not what I mean. Um, but when w- sometimes or the trans women that
1: think that they're not part of it either. Yeah, that too. As, that's well. True. as I, well, I'm a
0: woman, a queer woman. Okay, cute. <laughs> you well, still under nine. the umbrella though You still <laughs> under the umbrella of LGBT yes. Of the gay community Of our social But yeah culture. I'm with you as far as that Yeah so I I feel like When we've gotten so far Deep into it we don't have that Innocent no more so we don't Connect to that. We are more free than the straight folks. Not all of them, but we're more free than the straight folks. So us being a little more sexually fluid is kind of our norm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our our. That's kind of like what we are. We when we got out of the box of straightness on how to be a male, how to be a woman, we didn't jump. So most of us don't jump into another box of rules. We mm-hmm. kind of are a little bit more free. We didn't cut. We didn't. We didn't go against society to become some somebody else's box, right. to be in somebody else's box. So, when I looked at it, my initial reaction was like, what, this is unrealistic. <laughs> he would get that dick. He would be getting
1: that <laughs> dick, he's like, on that bitch, baby. Oh.
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, but I do remember a time when I told my trade that I was really puppy dog in love with, yes. I'm not ready. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to fuck. I was always ready to suck that dick. <laughs> now, I don't remember a time that I was like, no, I don't want to suck that Five dick. Five years old, wearing
1: it out.
0: <laughs> and that's the real shit. I've been sucking dick for a long time. <laughs> I re- the first time I sucked dick, it was me and my, um, my mother's best friend's son. And I had to spend the night over her house. And he was four and I was four. They had their babies at four the same Four years time. old gobbling and, the meat. And I remember us, oh! us sleeping in the same bed. <sighs> we both are four years old. And I remember us playing with each other's penises. And sucking each other's penis, like literally six, six, 69 and at four years old, like late at night. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> well, we were the same age. Bro. So so this is what we were doing. So I, <laughs> me being in the, in the situation in my teenage years. In a sexual situation, suck I was like a white girl. Sucking dick was my compromise to my virginity. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I got I got another sound bite for you. <laughs> 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 no, literally, I really was sucking you dick to 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 pacify guys who was mm. trying to fuck me. Like I, I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready to be fucked.
1: Oh, I would be I, so jealous because when I was little, I wanted to suck some dick. Really, and I never like. I wanted to get molested. I wanted to get raped. I wanted to suck dick. I want to do artists. I wanted scene? a man to kidnap me and rape me.
0: What do you think that that came from? I don't know. Probably like, TV. Like I like. It I, probably was used to all like. Remember when I told you TV. when I watched
1: Showgirls and the Black Stripper Girl? No, friend, hey, exactly. when, Yeah, when Nomi's friend gets raped. Uh-huh. And she's getting I mean she got raped by like five or seven niggas. Like Was just, it?
0: Was it five times It was, it was no,
1: it was like a gangbang rape thing. Like she got raped. It was like black niggas, white niggas, like she was oh. lucky girl. Like <laughs> 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 she ebony from players club. Yes. I just
0: came here to dance. Right. And that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was so that type dance. of I was that type of child. I would have been like, Diamond
0: Diamond, what did you tell?
1: did he put this thing in your mouth oh no you sucked this thing i had.
0: i was i was i was like damon i looked at the world through rose colored glasses and i was thinking oh man like i want my first time to be special i wanted to be in love i wanted to i had these fucking movie romantic ideas about how my first time was gonna be and i got to say it was my first time wasn't with the person that i was infatuated with but it was romantic and, and pleasurable it wasn't mm-hmm. like um a dud that some people <laughs> go through on their first time it was actually pleasurable my first time it. he
1: had a little bdp so it really wasn't all that great but I did think.
0: you know pieces what what a big piece was back then i, I knew it. i knew that i wasn't moved by his
1: piece <laughs> no. But he was fine, so daddy fucked me. Yeah, but, so you were just into it. Yeah, but it but like it was funny because and actually at the time it's funny you say that. I didn't know. I just knew I was like, Oh, okay, well, whatever. He's but yeah. I ended up having him again, bumping into him. He hit me up on Jack like years later. Like uh-huh. this was like, Woo Like it was two thousand and three when I first fucked, when I first met him. I hooked up with him again. This had to have been like 10 years later mm. 10 years later whole new whole new me right and uh baby <laughs> peace, peace was late i was, I was
0: I, that's happened to me before Why i, I met a like, dude that i had messed with when i was younger and i was like oh he got a big old piece and, yes. da, 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 da. and then i seen it years later i'm like i was going in for this
1: this is what i thought was love. <laughs> <Whoa, whoa. laughs> I was like a no. I was like, yeah, it was. That's how. I, that's how it was for me. So
0: yeah. So I, I did have these roll colored glasses in regards to what I thought, how I thought love was supposed to be. But the world really, especially for a trans woman, I don't know how it works with gay men, but for a trans woman, the world really quickly teaches you. Baby, this ain't your narrative. <laughs> <laughs> baby, that's not go. That's not what's gonna happen with you, baby. Mm-hmm. You are a trans. You are a black trans woman. That storyline, this white picket fence, this house, this love, this romance—nope, It's not for you, baby. No, not for you. That, and that <laughs> makes me think of that
1: line that what did Electra say? Uh, when when you're in this lifestyle, you have to. What did she say? Disappointment. You need, you need to be what ready for disappointment, ready or for that disappointment. needs to be your go to or you need to be something on the lines of like Mm -hmm. maybe disappointment you need to be ready for it all the
0: time right when she was doing when she was asking for the top note we'll get to that so let me talk about these type of men that Ricky are because this is what in my experience with this community this is what these guys are to me so these guys are the type of guys who could possibly be positive and don't know it um Every city has these type of guys like they are like in Indianapolis. We call them boys from the beat because the beat was an area where after the gay club, everybody go park their cars and hang out. It was like one little strip of street. Uh-huh. And so we called it beat. But the dudes who were like, like Yo. this Reeky type boy, they wouldn't be in the gay club. Sometimes they would pop up in there, but they wouldn't be in there. But they'll be on the beat. They'll park their cars or walk down to wherever they live at and if they ain't got no place to stay, they'll be tipping around the beat talking to all the girls. <laughs> right. hey, how, them, hi, how are you? Hey, <laughs> call them um, Boys on the beats in Houston, where I'm from, where, where I live now. Um, we call them Jaime boys because the main street on um, in Houston is Westheimer, and they'll be tipping up and down. You walk late at night, you'll see them tipping, <laughs> looking for a ride, trying to turn a date, something. They masculine, got a big old dick or something, and you know, they're Jaime boys. So every city has this type of dude. They are fluid as fuck. They mm. will mess with women. I they love will mess fluidity. With, they will mess with trans women. They will mess with men. They will mess with anybody.
1: Diamond they, tried to say that this dude that I deal with is a Jaime boy.
0: He is. a quintessentially <laughs> a Jaime boy. Everything <laughs> that I just named <laughs> is him. <laughs> anyway. They do have a heart, so they're not just mindless empty people they do have a heart they do have feelings for some of the people that they and care about some of the people that they encounter but it is very fickle it is very mutable it changes with the wind they are the type of people that has the potential to be very harmful to your life in multitudes of ways
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it can also be so beneficial
0: Mm. So, <laughs> I, just, I ain't seen no beneficial one yet. The dream killer um, but baby. They they are they have really intersectional tastes. So the people that can fall prey to them is all of us. Women women usually call them down low men. That's right. Gays usually call them the trade. Mm-hmm. We usually trans women call them tranny chasers. <laughs> Until we find out that they mess with me, and then we call them faggots. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we all know these type of men. They're masculine of center. They usually are not femme, Mm-mm. but they have learned how to play in the dark arts. Honey. That's right, babies. <laughs> Professional spellcasters. Professional spellcasters, baby. They will enchant you and glamour you yes. and make you feel like <laughs> the one and only goddess. Yes, Val. And I'm saying this from experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you met anybody like a Ricky? Me? Uh-huh. You say yes. You know, yes.
1: Many times.
0: <laughs> but that yeah, I mean that I attract niggas like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, but I think your sexuality attracts niggas like that. Yeah. I think just, how you engage with you know all your stuff with Coco and your art to ego and you know I think you attracted, yeah, And then you don't, because this ain't really, those type of dudes ain't really what you're looking for in a relationship. It's just fun for it's you. It's just fun. It's just fun. You can be, you give them access to yourself because it's just fun. Take it's all no. of <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> just want to be that girl you right. oh. like. <laughs> so, um, it was funny when they were on the bench and um, Ricky was trying to kiss them. I mean Ricky was trying to kiss Damon and he was like and Damon was kind of apprehensive about kissing in public uh, even though they was on the pier and Damon was like it's cool we with our people <laughs> we with family baby. yeah because, the, because in this era it was a potential when it comes to public displays of affection to be dangerous like you really could get twirled it's not as common now even though it, you can I'm still not that girl <laughs> some people are dying. I just don't like I don't like it like I yeah. don't
1: want to be kissing on you and I don't want you really kissing on me like because I I just don't want to open the door for any of that mm. any of that bullshit like mm-mm.
0: so you stifle that Yes. Mm, interesting. Not interesting.
1: out of. Not out of. Uh, yeah. Just I don't want to be in that. Like I don't need nobody fag and this and that. Are they treating me? And ugh, what the this, fuck? What the what the fuck is this? But fags. Blah blah. Mm-hmm. Because it's
0: still going on right now. Yes. But it's just not as. I don't think it's not
1: as. Uh, I, you know, like it's not as prevalent and it's not. I don't think it's as dangerous. It still can be dangerous, but I like I
0: said, like, In certain circumstances. Yeah,
1: but back in the eighties, I think if you was just oh. A bash with bottles, and
0: and other people will look at it like you guys deserve this. right. You de- You shouldn't
1: have been doing that faggoty shit in public,
0: right? And then I think now, not that they this cannot happen, but I think now more people would be like, "What, mind your fucking business?" Even non-gay people might say it's
1: a couple different things that I look at now, and I wonder
0: how would I, I like how would like oh like just
1: because it's not that far along, like not long ago. It's not that. Long ago, you right. know what I'm saying. But 80s. it seemed like just certain, and we'll get to some of the other things. But it's just certain things that I be seeing. It's like, wow, like I can't even comprehend.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it really is. It's a, it's much, it's not much, much of a difference, but it's a difference to where I'm seeing more people. Like I saw these lesbians holding hands the other day, mm-hmm. and it was nobody gave them a second look. Like you, it's it's especially in bigger cities, it's not just like um it's it doesn't garner a reaction like it's always been a
1: little more lesbians have always had a little more leeway but
0: yeah but in this era seeing them hold hands and be they have leeway when it's for the gaze of men so let's make that clear so when when the it's okay when we are doing this to make men get off Mm. like lesbianism is okay to the public when, oh, um, yeah, when we're doing threesomes or when I got my man with me, I can be with a bitch and da 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 it's like that. But when you have a butch lesbian and a, a femme lesbian together out and about showing their love people didn't like that because that, was, that wasn't for men that wasn't for the gays of men That's that right. they still can get the same disgust violence and all that kind of stuff that a gay couple would get because that particular like if it was two femme lesbians then they would think that oh they're just doing this for the gays of men but when it is a butch one it just gives a different level because you're not trying to do this for us mm-hmm. you know so we can get mad at this we can be disgusted. oh you're trying to be a man you can't do it like me that's yes, right. Uh, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think it's I think there is a there is some truth to, you know, lesb- lesbians get a kind of leeway, but there's also a particular type of lesbian that gets leeway, especially right. the femme presenting ones. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, when they leave the pier after Damon rejects his public display of um, affection, but he end up letting them get on in and hug. Um, Ricky takes him to this stinky, abandoned warehouse-looking place. So romantic, baby. <laughs> Not romantic at all. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to...
1: Damon say it stinks in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he tries to have um, Damon, and Damon kind of resist, and, um, you know, he kind of resists the situation, and what we were talking about earlier, he's like, oh, I'm just not ready for this. I'm and like, oh one of these can I go on a date (laughs) can we get to know each other right and honestly just my experience with gay males there is a lot of and trans women not just um assigned male at birth people (laughs) um cisgender right ain't that the pronoun ain't that the term no assigned male at birth that's who i'm talking about so it could be trans women or gay men when my experience with them y'all motherfuckers be (laughs) hoes not all but a vast majority when it comes to being prudes, I don't find that many prudes. I usually find more sexually free ones that don't mind fucking a nigga on the first night in the warehouse. <laughs> so see, my people. <laughs> so mine too. <laughs> not not at this age. I was a little bit more um, prudish when I was younger. Oh. Um So. When, at this age, I, yeah, I was not even a little bit. I was much more prudish. <laughs> I'm not so, that. Uh, Yeah, about everything. So seeing him resist him was kind of like, girl, well, this is not the type of hoes I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Blanca tells Damon, <clears throat> excuse me, that he needs to be home by three o'clock. She was on her mother tip, and she said, I thought it was funny that she said 3 o'clock, because most parents would be like, you know, be in the house for 10, Well, you know, 11. she said, well,
1: you know, my daughter, I'm glad my daughter be out with her man, you know, so I'm going to give her some leeway, but she, you know, I told her three, and
0: yet and still. Yet and still, Damon was late. <laughs> <laughs> he comes when the sun is coming up. My girl.
1: <laughs> Baby, I was with my husband, honey.
0: And he tips <laughs> in, and all, every floorboard is creaking. That's That's right. <laughs> He tried to sneak in, and baby, every single the door slams hard. He trying to close it soft. He gotta close. Ain't it hard. no sneaking
1: when you living in the ghetto, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when motherfuckers ain't fixing shit.
1: But and that is exactly, <laughs> baby. Have you ever? I lived in in the most raggiest apartment in New York before when I lived there. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. It had a long hallway just like that. The floorboard, everything, like. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. own built-in alarm system. Hey, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here.
0: (laughs) So when he comes in, just like a mother, she's waiting up, and he's trying to sneak to the room. She's like, "Uh, Damon, (laughs) come talk to me, baby. Come here, baby. (laughs) What'd you say? And no point in trying to sneak now. (laughs) Uh, No point in trying to sneak. No, no point
1: in walking slow. Walking (laughs) slow.
0: And he was was over, too. He was Uh, like, (laughs) ah. So she gives him... Once she, you know, Blanca is positive. They don't know this, but she is. So she has a certain level of concern. Like, were you out here? Did you get drugs? Did you, you know, did y'all have sex? Like, what is a certain level of concern that she has for this little boy that she's taking care of? And so she asked him, like, you know, all these questions. Like, oh, did you, did you give you drugs? Da, 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 da. And then he was like, no, like, we didn't do anything. He wanted to, but we didn't do anything, blah, 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 blah. blah. And she um, started to have the birds and the bees conversation. Mm-hmm. So, have your parents ever given you the birds and the bees conversation?
1: My mother, no, she would. Uh, oh.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So we got to give the context. When she start get ask him, did he have the birds and the bees conversation? He started to talk about yes, my dad did, but his dad, our parents do not get an instruction manual when we come into this world mm-hmm. so they don't know exactly how and what their children are going to do what their children are going to want so they have when they, when they when you start getting older they have these ideas of what they're supposed to say to you so his dad gave him the birds and the bees conversation but it was revolving around cis heteronormativity sex you know activity and sex so he talked about the female anatomy He talked about that kind of stuff, which for a gay man, that's kind of inappropriate. Okay. Don't nobody want to know about no puss. (laughs) I'm trying to know about the peace. I want the birds and the birds. Right. (laughs) Give me the birds, baby. I don't want no bees. I want no bees. (laughs) So so tell me about your experience with the birds and the bees conversation with your parents.
1: Mm, With my dad, it was pretty much not much there. Um, He just... It really wasn't, it was a non-existent, like he wouldn't really, he, I think that he suspected or knew, you know, what my tea was and just, deci- and just thought, I'm just never going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're just, I'm just going to pretend that's not the case. So it, it really was no conversation with him, really. With my mother, it was. So no conversation with your dad? Well, he was just like, you know, oh, would you, Don't I don't care what your mama say, what you, what you, anybody say, just, you just remember you my son and I love you. That's sweet. though. You must own it and a little unit is that all you. That's sweet. Worry about. And then it went from there to so we finna go to do, do, do And then new new subject.
0: <laughs> that was it. But that's at least we. Some parents and some dads that don't even do that. Oh you yeah, know. I mean for my dad that was that was, that was that was that was
1: pretty that was sweet for my daddy. Yeah, because uh-huh. he wasn't. He wasn't trained that served that.
0: Oh, yeah. So he was trying to at least let you know he was loved.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, that was cool. It was mm-hmm. a lot better than what my mom did. My mom, she wouldn't... She would just... She would always just try to scare me. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, you know, that crazy stuff. Like, it was always... <coughs> When it came when it when it came to sex, it was never educational. It was always you know you you you'll get AIDS or gays will rape you or you know shove shit up your ass and this is what it is and you know that or I, my son better not bring no nigga in my house saying this is my boyfriend I'll kick his ass out or you know shit like that like it was never any it was, it was never anything and motherly either. and nurturing or trying to be educate or educational like what Blanca served Damon. Mm. nothing that would serve me well, right. nothing that I could use. It was always, I'm trying to put fear in you. I'm trying to scare the gay out of you. I'm trying to make you veer away from that faggot shit. So let me tell you all these horror stories of what could be and what will be.
0: So that you won't do so it. So that you won't do it. Right. And Yeah. So that, that's
1: what I got from my parents. That doesn't work. <laughs> right.
0: So my mom, my mom is really loving and sweet when it comes to her children. But we didn't have, um, we had a birds and the bees conversations that did include the use of condoms. It did include um, those those type of, you know, kind of precautions, like make sure you use a condom, da, 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 da. But because my mother was still, still in, the, not denial mode, still in this, maybe you won't be, gay or maybe you won't be trans like like she said i did an interview with her on my youtube she said i didn't know you were gonna be trans but i knew you were gonna be something like Mm -hmm. in the the gay realm i didn't know you was gonna take it to womanhood but you know it's funny you
1: say that your mom said that because my mom immediately like when she met kayla when i start having trans friends immediately right out of high school when i'm 18 Uh she immediately thought i was gonna be trans too because i was friends with some trans and I brought some home to meet her, so she was like, "What are you trying to be a girl too?" So that's what she thought. So it's um, funny how you how our mothers have two different ways of thinking yeah. about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So she thought she didn't. know. She said, "I didn't know you were going to go that far, but I knew from a very young age that she was going to be a gay mm-hmm. at the very least." And so I remember now. This is when I came to the realization that I'm going to do something in this in this community. Uh, mom, I my mom was in the Peak of her addiction, mm-hmm. so like she was about to go to prison. She was running on the streets, getting high. She was in like the trenches of her addiction, and I remember my grandfather had an apartment in this um in this building. It's, called, it's it doesn't exist now because now the school bought it, but it used to be called the Wybacker in Indianapolis, and it was like income based, and people just ratchet. It just was it's like projects. And so my granddad lived there because he was getting a disability check and my mom, he was on drugs and my mom was on drugs and they were just living. So I was in a group home at the time. So I came to visit because I did have some time. They weren't, they didn't live far. And we were in, we were in, I was in the bathroom sitting on the toilet, not using the bathroom, but just sitting on the toilet while my mother was um, in the mirror. She was in the bathroom too. And so this is when she brought up the she basically in an awkward way was asking me was i gay and and i didn't want to how did she ask you like she was like you know that um you can you can tell me anything right you know you can tell me anything Mm -hmm. so do you have a girlfriend And I'm like, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Oh, My mama used to always ask me that. And she was like, so um, do you have something like a girlfriend? And I'm like, no. She was like, I mean, you know, and I think because I was kind of avoiding it, it was forcing her to be really direct. And she was like, you know, you can tell I'm your mother and I'm going to set you in any kind of way. You don't have to hide anything from me. So she's (laughs) not... She's not, she don't want to ask me, <laughs> are you gay? But she is, she's trying to force. She's like, a girl. girl. <laughs> Sus. And so she was like, if you want to, she was like, shit, I'll have, I'll pay one of these motherfucking dope things to give you some pussy if you want to get some pussy. No. I'm like. Gross! <laughs> I'm like, what? She was like, "Shit, somebody of I can get somebody to fuck you, Mm-mm. like if you are you still a virgin, baby?" Diana was, was like, like, "Honey, let's get it poppin', baby." I was like, "Really? Is my mother trying to get some women, some grown women, to have sex with me?" It was so what? awkward. She
1: said, "Baby, ask any other young little male friends. Will they be upset?"
0: <laughs> I was gagged. I was like, no, I don't know. I'm a virgin and I don't want to have sex. I don't know. I'm classy. I, what? I don't <laughs> want to know. Are you and then so finally she said, Are you gay? No, I am not gay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very No, it was very the gayest no I have ever said in my life. And then you get real mad, and that heat flash go yes. over you. You be like, "Oh, uh, why are you asking me this?" And we, <laughs> and then she's like, right in front of the door of the bathroom, so I can't I can't walk out in a without an awkward moment. That's right. And I'm like, oh my god. Like why is she asked me this and why is she trying to have me have sex with dolphins (laughs) it was so awkward and annoying for me i was like what is she thinking (laughs) like it was over it i was so over it so i couldn't so finally she walked out so why as soon as she walks out she asked my grandfather (sighs) um don't you want to talk to him like Why? she's trying to get a male to come in and say, but my grandmother, my grandfather worried about getting high. He ain't worried about and then my grandfather has always been the one. He was real fucking violently abusive to my grandmother. But to me, he was super sweet because I do think that my grandfather was queer. I don't I don't have anything to that he didn't say it, but it was something about my grandfather that made me feel like he was either trade or something. Because He was super protective of me and super... Some of the conversations he would have with me, they didn't talk about that directly, but me looking back on them made me feel like he understood me in a certain kind of way, but he couldn't express it. Mm. So... But in this moment, baby, he wasn't worried about it. none of that shit. My mom was talking; he was trying to get to that crack, baby. It not wasn't <laughs> about and and sent me on my way. So I never had a birds and a bees conversation that was not awkward. It not in, in regard to that age. Mm. Um, but luckily for me. I had schools that had comprehensive sex education, so I was in certain spaces that was allowing me to have good get good information in regards to sex, condoms, um, anatomy, and how to have those hard conversations around using condoms and um, stop the situation. I did have like school and um, counselors in the group home that I was living in because it was mostly male, and this was some girls. It was two girls. Um, it just I just had good people around me that was giving me those kind of conversations. But I'm so sure
1: I that the conversations message. that you were getting were mostly you know heteronormative conversations, man and woman, no, birds no, and bees. No, 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 no. no. Or are they? You not got them? Oh, not okay. from my
0: group home. They knew because in my group home I was able to be it. Like, oh, okay. there was no consequence. So if they asked me, was I like, gay? Hey, uh, yeah, motherfucker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, and I and yes, it was like that. So even, even my first time dressing up in drag and getting up in guiche, I was at the group home and I was out a lot it's like I wasn't scared to show them because these ain't my motherfucking parents. These are not my people. Mm-hmm. I was scared of my mother because there was a disappointment there. Yeah. I was scared to disappoint my mother. And so I didn't want her, um I didn't want her to see me dressing up um at the time. Um so it was, it was a level of, they were able to be honest with me in regard to that um, and talk about it. Now, I didn't learn, like, the ins and outs of sex, like, about douching and, you know, how to prepare for sex until I got into some, with some gay friends. And they, like, oh, honey. <laughs> you oh, you were painting the children, baby? <laughs> no, I wasn't having sex yet. Oh. You see what I'm saying? I, I, had my, I had my first sex when I was 16, didn't have it again until I was 18, and didn't have it again until I was 23.
1: Nobody taught me about dishing either. I think I was just in my mind one day wanting this boy to fuck me, and I was like, oh, he got a big old dick, I want him to fuck me, but ain't it doo-doo in my booty hole? How am I gonna <laughs> get that out? And then I took that my mom's pink bag with that long ass nozzle. Her douche bottle. Yeah. And the one or with the nozzles, the holes on the side, and then when you stick it in you, it kinda hurts, and then when you pull it out, it the holes will grip in, to your walls and it hurts, and unless yeah. you have the bag squaws, nobody told me that until like a couple years ago. But I don't even use that no more. But yeah, yeah. y'all, do, if y'all dishing, don't use them pink bags with the <laughs> the old school <laughs> yeah water bottles that your grandma had. Just do use <laughs> the in, use the Enema Fleet with the nozzle, or use the water hose anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. I I feel like we gotta have um. Better comprehensive sex education in school for people who are not getting at home because some parents ain't shit. They just don't have a good conversation. Definitely that.
1: Definitely that. And they need to talk about, I mean, they should, man, like, they need to have, like, pictures of people with, like, genital warts on their booty hole and herpes on their, all of that. Like, it needs to be real. Really, really real. Because when I had my sex education, it was like a real skim across the top. Real that's surface just, level. Yeah, like, but sh- real shit. No, we like we had to learn. Yeah, I had we to. Went. I had to learn that through prostitution. Oh Dude, yeah. I, I, most of my sex shit that I learned, all of it, really, I learned it through what when I was prostituting.
0: And it's it for one It's funny. It's interesting that he was getting the convert, Blanca was giving him the conversation. While, like you, the straight people were using, God, it's hard. They use, with us, they don't, it's so, they're so about changing us mm-hmm. that the conversation revolves around AIDS and the fear and the fear-mongering to say, like your mom did, hey, if you don't do this, if you don't stop with the, the path you going down, even if that you ain't even, even admitted to them mm-hmm. that you gay – because they have it in their spirit. And they that was know. the case with me mo- yeah. for a majority of the time. Yeah. It was like you ain't even admitting they still like, oh, my God, you're going to go to hell. You know God don't like this. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to get AIDS. You know you're going to do this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Why are you doing this? It's like the. it's no longer about me learning how to take care of my body in regards to sex. It's no longer about me Knowing how to explore my body and getting pleasure and knowing how to tell somebody how to please me, and knowing how to the stuff that you need to have pleasurable sex mm-hmm. it's no longer about that. it's about you're gonna get aids, God don't like this and da 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 and that doesn't serve anybody Mm-mm. that doesn't serve i it took me like like you just said, it took me getting involved with clients to teach me how to appreciate my body. It took me in getting involved with, not in getting, getting involved with clients didn't teach me how to like do some like shit because I have friends. Um, but just, just ex- what I like about sex, like what about this is fun? Mm-hmm. What about this is pleasurable? What do I like? What don't I like? I had to get involved what's safe, what's not safe. I, shit I've been for a long fucking time I was using fucking petroleum as lubrication not knowing that it, bre- that it breaks down condoms I didn't know that
1: oh baby you could have been got, got together exactly. long ago long ago
0: so, I, for a long time, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't know that that was candy. I was like, oh, I'm, this is just a lube. As long as the condom is on, I didn't know it was fucking eating that, up the fucking latex. That felt good
1: to you, though? Like, when I, if I put Vaseline on a rubber, it's gonna make it kind of,
0: So, kinda, I went to, I went from Vaseline to mineral oil. I used to go to this dollar Ooh. store and get mineral oil, and it was, it was you, used to, you ain't never had somebody drink mineral oil. I don't put
1: that, I ain't never put no type of, no. Well, I'm not talking
0: about you, but. Uh, Oh. Have you ever felt it? N- no. Okay, it's really, it feels like lube, but it's just oily. Oh. So it's just base and oil. But, but once it like- touches
1: the latex or it's on the late on the condom and it's in your ass and it's going in and out in the friction. When the friction starts, how does that feel?
0: Wait, wait, wait. wait. So I wasn't, when I was using the mineral oil, I was in a relationship and I wasn't using a no condom. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about that. Oh, okay. But with the clients... Flip and slide fun girl. And then with clients, I was the top. I wasn't. Oh, well, who bottom. cares? Did, I, you do you <laughs> gonna, gonna get whatever I use for lube if I'm the top. You're gonna get this
1: spit, you're gonna get this lotion that burns, you're gonna get this Vaseline, anything. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bend your ass up. So
0: which is the, the beautiful thing about being a trans woman escort, you have the choice to be a bottom or a top. Right. And I was choosing to be top. When you're a woman. fully functional. When you're fully functional. Trans
1: woman escort. Fully okay, functional. When your meat works. Right. So
0: So, you know, I I used I went from using Vaseline to mineral oil to using learning to use water based lube from people and then getting on the Internet, searching for stuff and saying, oh, I didn't know that petroleum breaks down condoms, breaks down latex. I didn't know that. Damn. And then, you know, switching to water based lube and, you know, just all the things that you Mm -hmm. that you learn over time. I wish that there was somebody like Blanca who was in my life to say, boom all at once, but I got it over time from people like Blanca. Not necessarily my gay mother, but um, you know, just people I'm living with and their experience in life with me.
1: Well and especially back then because this was that all this all of that shit was like brand new. Yeah, all the AIDS stuff. Yeah, the AIDS stuff, stuff was brand new. It was just that disease. That disease. Yeah. That disease. Yeah. You know? So no yeah. and they
0: didn't have the education. And another
1: thing that that goes through my mind is like would Damon still be alive today? Would Ricky still be alive today? Like if, like if these were real people and they contracted it back then, what are the chances that they would still be alive? Like what are the chances that they could that they would contract it, and if they did, would they still be alive? I always go through that when I'm watching Pose uh-huh. and I'm and certain characters, and then I and then when I realize
0: there are certain people on the cast, not on the cast as main characters, but that you see like. In the audience that that we know, be based on our community, and then being open about it, that mm-hmm. that are from that era, that are positive,
1: right? Well, Hector's the only one that I recognize, but still, like, did like not him, but like, yeah, he's here. But who? How many ain't here?
0: Right. But I'm I think saying? there's a lot of people that are here, but there are a lot of people. I mean, I think yeah. The, so I'm like, hmm. The chances are low. But from back that era, I think it would be low. But, you know, I see a couple of relics, mm. <laughs> <The> relics. <laughs> that's that's still around. And Hashtag still, still here. Still here, baby. <laughs> 2018. Thought you had me, but no. <laughs> and think about how that happens. How, like, you get this diagnosis years ago. And no matter how positive people are, oh, this is not a death sentence. You still thinking. God, I'm about to die. And you know, oh, I, if soon as I get a cold, it's it's 18. It's not, not 18, 1989 and I got a cold. Oh my God, is, is, is this the pneumonia is, that's going to take me out? Right. <laughs> do I need to get my black dress ready? Like, like what do I need to do? Ooh. Like, what do I need to do? And then fast forward 30 years later, you still here. Still here. All the things that could have affected your life. Like, you know, back in the day, like, I, when I talk to people who are positive, they go through this. Not all of them, but some people say we go through this. One, A couple of them said they go through the, like, not giving a fuck. I'm just going to fuck whoever I want to fuck free. Da, 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 da. And I have, don't worry about the consequences because I got an 80s anyway. Who cares? There's some that do that. Then there's some that um, go through depression. I don't want to do nothing that had to do with my dreams. Mm. because I got this, and now this is the end of the world. What do I need to try to go to school for because I'm going to be dead in a couple of years? Like, they go through this depression about that, mm-hmm. and and then you think of going through that process, and then it gets to a point where, like, mm. I'm still here. It's five years later. <laughs> still here. <laughs> do, ten years later. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, 15 years oh 20 (laughs) years i'm still here why bitch this ain't doing nothing this ain't changed my life in no kind of way i'm here 30 years later still here after i got this diagnosis and i'm still here so that's a testament to how medicine has changed you know and if you're taking care of yourself and you know it's not it really is not a death sentence anymore like Mm -hmm. it used to be it just really is not and so um yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Well, I
1: think the strain was way more... I don't know. It seemed like the the HIV strain was way more powerful back then. I don't know how what's happened, but... Or is it... I don't know, but it just seemed like back then, if you got it, you was out of the party. Like, shoot. Mm. Like, a year, two years. Not, like, a year, some... Like It was fast. Like, wipe out. Mm. <laughs> anyway.
0: So, we're going to end it at that. I love how... Um, damon's not ended at that i mean i love how damon's teacher gave him the opportunity to go to the ballet did you have any teachers in your life that um really um treated you special and made you feel loved yes
1: i had two teachers stand out my eighth grade teacher mrs brown i think she knew my t uh and i think that's one of the reasons why she was so fond of me uh uh I like to be real extra and theatrical and dramatic whenever we would read our stories. Like, we read, what was that story called? I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Come
0: on, yeah. Maya.
1: We read that. It was another one, too. I just remember Lemon Sugar Biscuit Cookies or something. So I, it was another one of those Maya Angelou Wooks or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, she just lived for, you know, because I gave her inflection and you know, personality and flair and all those things. All the things gay people do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she lived for me. And then um my junior, my junior and senior English teacher, Mrs. Krinsky, she lived for me too. So mm. um and I think it was for the same reasons. It was always my English lit teachers or my um the music slash uh, art teacher or whatever, like mm. those types. Yeah. Um.
0: I had the. I, I think I had the same. I really, yeah, I did. Yeah. Like the same exact experience. It, Our en- my English teachers. Miss Beeching, Miss Sullivan, Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Coon. It's funny. That her name is Kuhn. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Coon. Was she um, black? No, she was uh-huh. white. <laughs> ah, Kiki's <he's> gone. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, and Miss Coon, Miss Jill Riskin. Um. Yeah, Jennifer Beeching and Miss Maddie Sullivan. Right, um, Maddie. Maddie Sullivan was black. So the musical ones, I agree with, unless they were black. The music ones. I always school, had white music teachers, so, right? The white ones were great. Yeah. They like they they were drawn to me as well, but the black ones usually musical people. They have a black church background,
1: mm. so. So you two faggoty baby. Yeah, they get live. <laughs>
0: my black, <laughs> th- my black music teacher was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. "Not this gay shit."
1: <laughs> all this, so, all this prissy stuff. We uh, gonna mm-mm. have to uh, change that. <laughs> you sound good, but I mean, you know,
0: no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were like, no, mm-mm. no, thanks, mm. none of that. So. I thought it was interesting that he were he was able to she was able to give him the opportunity to go to ballet because clearly she's continuing to see um, that artist in Damon and she wants him to flourish and so she's giving him opportunity. So shout out to all the teachers who love to give our community opportunity. Thank you so much.
1: I remember when I asked my mom if I could be. I asked my mom if I could do ballet. I asked her because <laughs> I wanted to do it.
0: Stacy was not having it. Oh, baby, she
1: read, and then she started showing me pictures of, uh, baby, she loves to show you pictures. She would show me pictures of dancers' feet, like, you know how dancers get fucked up as feet in them ballet uh-huh. shoes. She showed me, it's like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Look what happens to your feet. And then she would show me, you know, whatever, what every dancer naturally goes through. Mm-hmm. But she would show me that and then, you know, read about the gay stuff. She would always take it back to the faggity gay shit. But that time she used pictures of worn out dancer feet. But that's all she had to show me. I said, oh,
0: (laughs) it worked. (laughs) Oh, my God. I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay, 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 Yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations, I have my finger on the pulse of the community, and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here, so you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community, because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community as fuck <laughs> so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter anything helps. please do i have to play sarah mclaughlin and show you puppies like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So the next storyline that I want to explore is Angels. So Angel is the trans woman. Um, when we when we come into on this episode, her client that we met last episode her client is looking for her, and he went to the stroll to see if she was there. And the one of the girls said, hey, baby, um, she's she's working on the inside now. She's not out on the stroll. She's at this little peep-peep-peep peep show kind of dig. So he goes to the peep show that she's supposed to And she to looked be. like her
1: breath stank, by the way. Whoever cast her for that part.
0: Whoever cast what whoever
1: cast that trans woman for the part of the prostitute that told <laughs> Angels John where she was working. She looked like her. Breath she sting. looked like her breast stain, <laughs> and that was a good. But that was good though because it was very convincing because that's what they look like street whores. So yeah, <laughs> that but is But that's what it looked like. I was like, ooh.
0: So he finds um Angel at the peeping the peep show place, and what I thought was ironic is. So she's at this peephole place that pays her basically, you know, she's she, you behind she's behind this glass and the clients can stand with this stand behind the glass and watch her, excuse me. And stand behind the glass and watch her while they jack off, put some coins in and the and the thing will slide up and you see her. So it's safer for her because she's not on the street and could be killed and end up in a gutter. She's, you know, they don't touch her. So she get to just be they just get to see her. Um, so when he walks in and he tells the guy who is the attendant, the little – sex, it was a guy, a cisgender guy, and he asks him, well, I'm looking for Angel. And he says, oh, yeah, he's popular. So he misgenders her. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting that he misgendered her and doesn't respect her identity, yet he is ex- – yet this establishment that he works for, he's probably one of the owners or whatever – Um, they exploit her ability to draw clients in so they don't mind her being in there.
1: Mm.
0: Think about that. I never thought about that. Right, so you don't respect her, but you have her here as, because we've seen BBW girls, which clock that, because a lot of times people don't understand that there is a There is some mirror reflection when it comes to trans women and big full figure girls, Mm -hmm. how men treat us because it's, it's not pop culture to fuck with us, especially back in these days. you know people used to get teased for fucking being for fucking with fat girls so niggas would not fuck with fat girls be fucking with them on the low like they do trans women Mm -hmm. but not tell other people that they like fucking with fat girls and they do it nowadays too it's just we own some body positivity shit so it's like oh yeah I like me a big girl so now they're kind of they have room to be proud of it in the same way that trans women are not as far along but there is some parallels to how men who are shamed of being with big girls treat them is a and compared to how men who are into trans women treat us because a lot of big girls has hit me up and said you know this story about you how niggas just hit you up at three o'clock in the morning. I've experienced that, experienced that too. How they don't want to they don't want fuck with me um, in public, but they don't mind coming to fuck with me late at night.
1: And they don't feel the need to give you any type of respect or courtesy such no. as oh, I'm right down the street. I just left the movies and I'm right down the street in front of your apartments. Let me come over and fuck. Oh, I'm right. not ready. Well, I
0: gotta come now or I'm about to just go home. What? Right. All shit that, like kind that. Of shit. <laughs> exactly. Shit like that. So there was a parallel and I like that it showed um, there was a big girl in the peeping tom place. Yes. The, the dude was looking at. Jiggling and them fun it, bags. It was different girls, different. There was a big girl, and then there was a um a white big girl, and then there's a Puerto Rican trans woman. So when he comes in, the client, the client is kind of giving her this conversation about how, you know, he doesn't like seeing her in this spot and how he's jealous of of her situation. And I think it's it's not strange like I know this conversation like I've been in this conversation but it's just strange like like you have no this person is the same person that when she came to his job not to his job she was out on the street it's not like she walked up to his he up to the office uh-huh. she was outside and she saw him and asked like hey do you want to go get some coffee because they had a moment the last time they had a little session and in this episode you learned that they didn't have sex in that session um, I, it was implied because i thought it was um but they didn't have sex in that session and she was like you know do you want to just go get some coffee or something and he was like very very heartlessly saying no like you are not my type you are not you're not my type um i i can't be with somebody like you i have a wife at home you need to get the fuck on like you come in I like to come see you on. He didn't say all of this, but he basically, in other words, saying, I like to come see you on my own time when I'm feeling this freaky shit. Right. But don't come. <laughs> here in my space and expect us to be buddy buddy judy judy's and he's saying it with no sense of her feeling at all yet in this moment when she's in her place of business trying to make some coins he wants her to be sensitive to mm-hmm. his needs of jealousy like his needs and and i, I feel jealous is when you hear giving yourself to be seen to other men like she's supposed to care about what the fuck you saying nigga but you don't you don't give her the same court courtesy and sensitivity around when she comes to you needing a friend to talk to and have a drink with. And how many times friend. have we had that conversation? Exactly. With a nigga. How many times? After this conversation, or it could have been prior. I can't remember. He was having a a a, 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 a argument with his wife about her wanting a dishwasher, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to play. So he says he basically tells her that. Um, he got all of—he's basically all his money is going to live this image that he has to live now that he got this big corporate job. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, "I got you all this this gown that you can wear. So now they think you one of us. I got this sickening car. I can't afford to get you no dishwasher." She was like, "Motherfucker, we don't need all that shit. Give me a dishwasher, so I'm not here all fucking night washing dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, like I got—I'm here with the baby and da 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 in her white woman." Cradle of luxury. <laughs> I would mind you, but she wants a dishwasher. He gives her all this. No, we can't afford a dishwasher, and blah, 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 blah. And basically, he tells her, We have to get all this other shit so we can fit in with the crowd that we're trying to grow. We ain't going to be able to grow and get in with this crowd because you, we know that poor white people want to be rich white people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we know that the, the, they're from the other side of the white tracks. <laughs> so they want to be in with this good Trump loving crowd and so he was like we just got to play this role until i can afford to get you this fucking dishwasher so fast forward to him talking to angel so why that when he was at the people time with her he told her can we have some something to drink can we go get drinks can i see you outside of this little people time place and she was like i go on a break in an hour so boom so they go and meet at this little restaurant so his monologue to her was about um how he's fucking a basic-ass, basic-ass bitch-ass white boy Mm -hmm. that's just basic. (laughs) He says that he's just basic-ass white boy, and she, and she's extraordinary, basically. Her angel, the trans woman. She's extraordinary because you're, I'm, like, I'm here, I'm in the middle of this life trying to fit in to be somebody else that I'm not. Because I feel like I value this other space. And here you are, the opposite of me, fighting to be who you want who who you determine you are like not something somebody else determine you determine who you are and the consequences are you you are disinvited to society Mm
1: -hmm. but he's but he still kind of admires but he he still kind of
0: admires that and so in my mind i was like I said that we one of the things that I wrote down in my note is that we are beacon of lights to even down low men, queer women. There's so many people who are different that can see us even though we're like miserable, miserably disenfranchised. I just feel like they can see us and be like, "Damn, I wish I could be that free." Mm-hmm. Like we are beacons of light to these people. Even even if it's not just like on no gay sexuality shit, I remember a part of um, when we did um, tune in with Queer Walk when Queer Walk had TW Queen and Jay on their live show in South by Southwest. One of the most powerful moments was Jay saying, "You know me seeing queer women, even though it was on no sexuality shit, them expressing their." womanhood in a certain type of with a certain type of freedom that didn't fit the classic I'm a lady type deal mm. she says even though I, they weren't giving me permission to be gay because I wasn't gay I'm a cis woman and I like da-da-da-da-da. but I was a little rough around the edges I was a little this da, 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 da. how I presented womanhood did not fit in this little feminine box mm. and so these queer women were po- role models to me like they were possibility models to me and so just like that, I feel like we are that to down low men. We are that to queer women. We are that to straight women who want to be a little bit more free. I think even in the midst of our disenfranchisement, they still see us as a light mm. in my mind when I think about when what this conversation brought to light in, in me. But it also brought in my mind, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I personally never even considered myself to be a light to any man, any straight male. No. Mm. Um, but I can de- I I just I never thought about that until like just now. Yeah, because um, you can be. So yeah, like that was interesting to me cause, But you know it's funny because Nemo said something similar, but Nemo is trade neighbor trade that lives next door or used to live next door, and so uh, Nemo had a conversation with me one time when I was outside smoking and he was just like hey you know I, he, he this is what he said he said yeah I just I, he said I admire the, the, I admire how you walk around the apartment complex and I said what do you mean by that he said you just I don't know you just free that's what he said, and then I said I'm free. He goes, yeah, you just free, and you just got an air about you, and you just I don't know, you just you just you just different, you you free. So I that to me that brought me back to what Nemo said then, and what, that's a what real you thingy. just said here. Yeah, so I was just like, oh okay. So
0: I want you to think about black, especially black males black straight males are constantly bombarded with these rules about masculinity when we talk about toxic masculinity this is what we're talking about this yeah. box that they are forced to be in you can't wear bright colors you can't walk around free you can't be having fun you can't walk around smiling you can't you get what I'm saying? you can't have the, this a level of freedom that us as queer folks we've already done that battle right we've already done the battle of not giving a fuck about what people think because we got a little too much switch because we want to wear this yellow because we want to wear this orange because we want to wear these short shorts. We already been through the fire with that shit. So by the time we get to our age, we like nigga, we are not thinking about that. But they are right. constantly thinking about it. Like they're constantly, and sometimes it's on some, it's on some shit that they're bringing on themselves, and then it's on some shit they're bringing. Other people are bringing on them. Mm. and I, and that's what you exactly right because yeah. they see you, and even though they may not want to be gay. It's not about giving them freedom to be sexually what they want to be, even though that can be a possibility as well. Mm -hmm. But it gives them freedom to say, if this nigga that I'm saying is the weak, you know, because they constantly like saying, oh, this a weak motherfucker because he gay. Uh If this nigga who I'm looking at that I'm supposedly thinking is weak because they gay can walk around here with the freedom to do all of this shit and not give a fuck about nobody. Ain't no way I can be a straight man and see that and not know and not recognize That damn, this is a level of freedom. Even if you don't verbalize it, you got to see that's a level of freedom outside of that toxic masculinity box. Mm. You got to see it. You got to know that Nemo just was self-reflecting enough to be able to tell you and open enough to tell you about it. Yeah, that's what it was. Hey Nemo, (laughs) (laughs) you still ain't got that dick, bitch. Right. (laughs) So so it don't matter. Anyway, so it don't count. Bye. Fucking Nemo. (laughs) If you ain't got the dick, it don't matter. Anyway. (laughs) So one of the things that I learned, one of the things, not I learned, but I, I wanted to point out is how when the when the trick was talking about how talking to his wife about playing the part to gain access, everybody on this show, every character, the underlining is everybody is playing the part to gain access. So think about it. Ricky is using his ability to finesse and get love to get access, to get access and love. Right, mm-hmm. he. That's what he told him. He was like, I thought he was like, I ain't gonna be. I'm a no shit ass nigga. I see something in you. You gonna be a star. I felt like if we fell in love with each other, I could ride the wave to start them with you. Cause you, baby, got that. that
1: right there would make me not want to talk to you. Like. Girl, like that make
0: that would make me be like, bitch. You just trying to use me, girl.
1: All right, Just give me this dick once or twice, and girl, I'm about to skedaddle on out of here.
0: So then, then when we think about Damon, because the the um the teacher, when we talk about gaining access, when we think about Damon um at the ballet remember when he was feeling the when he was feeling the show and he stood up and clapped mm-hmm. and then the and the and nobody else stood up and clapped but then the teacher was like Mm-mm, you clap at the end even in that moment when i have this overabundant joy and feeling to want to express myself to get access to this a bit to this um to get access to this image to keep this image that i am i, I have a certain level of decorum about how i know how to act in this ballet space i know how to act in this extra white space i know how to act in this space i can act like a classy person you know the ball teaches us that too mm-hmm. i can act like this i can be perceived as this classy refined black person and by doing this i can stifle My feelings in this moment. And she was teaching him in that moment you gotta stiple those feelings. It's not, you're not free anymore. You gotta sit here and hold your feelings back until the end. That's right. (laughs) Even in this moment when I'm feeling like, oh my God, this performance is amazing. I can't express it.
1: I didn't even think about all that.
0: But that's, well, you know, this is Diamond Style. (laughs) (laughs) so when i think about that when i think about it like he's trying to gain access to this vision to this image of i'm refined i'm classy and so she's teaching him Mm -hmm. this teacher is teaching him hey in this space you gotta act like this so then when we talk about um electra always being on her on her dynasty shit she's always Electra is always on this i can get into the Bar, any bar I want into any store in any country club because I'm classy and I can do use all these big words and I can da. da, da. she is trying to get access to something that she didn't have access to she's trying to get access oh. so then we have angel trying to get access to some, some resources playing her fucking clients girl so we need our things <laughs> she says I'm trying to play this sexy kid and remember when he first came into the peep, peep show I and thought, thought I was the only around. one that
1: noticed that like when How, she looked and then she, she just, when you said oh turn it on I said mm. oh she
0: Mm-hmm. how she immediately went into character yeah like,
1: oh. she and it reminded me of like westworld with them robots uh-huh. like how the robots just turn it on she, she went from like kind of gagging that he was there to and then just turned on the sex doll sex doll right. yeah because i, I know like, this is what you like so oh. i'm gonna turn
0: on this sex kitten for you and we go from there so anyway i wanted to ask you what kind of variations of clients do you see in sex work variation oh variations cuz um, I, I see this type that will get jealous and they don't they don't they don't admit that they're gay um i see the types exactly like him who are willing to oh as a as as, as, a,
1: as a as a man as a gay man uh-huh. work doing sex work i didn't encounter that much right. maybe a few times not often uh-huh. and it was a you know over a long period of time uh-huh. maybe a not often um i think that's more for the trans girls and the women uh-huh. for them type of clients uh but yeah, I mean, you know what type of kinds you meet. You meet all kinds. You meet the ones that want to date you. You meet the ones that want to just, you know, use you for your whatever. Mm-hmm. They fetishize you. You meet the ones that promise you the sun, the moon, and the stars. And you don't get nothing. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> but that, but that two fifty an hour, or whatever right. I mean, whatever it, whatever, you know, whatever it is. You know,
1: you get the bullshitters, the liars, and every once in a while, you get that one that is for real. Uh You know, Uh, but then usually those usually come with more strings, like they're probably crazy or they're abusive or they want to call you at four or five in the morning. They have unrealistic expectations about, you know, what the the boundaries of the relationship or what the situation is. You have some that feel like they own you because they're giving you things. And I was kind of wondering if Angel's relationship and the white man's relationship, I don't even know what his name is. What is his name? The, oh, the John. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what his about. name is. But I have, I'm have. i wondering if it's going to go from... Have we even talked about that? I keep jumping ahead. What? The, like, apartments and stuff, or the agreement that they... We're about to get to it. We're oh, about to get to it. Okay, so... I'll just ask you about clients first, so go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, but... um. I just wonder if, like, maybe he's going to be one of the types that, like, offer or even maybe perhaps come through and provide. But then once they do that, they feel like you, I own you. So do what I say. You're mine. You know, stuff like that. So I don't know. Those are the types that I've met.
0: Yes. And so that leads us to eventually, um, when they're having this conversation, um, he's – she. He basically offers her, he's he's basically explaining to her that, um, you know, how he's admiring her. And she was like, that's all good, but I need, there's certain things that I need to do. If you want me, if you're jealous of me being in this situation, it's certain things that I need for you to do to step up to the plate. And he's to to do if you want me to stop seeing other men. I'm not a cat woman. If you want me to act like a cat woman, then you need to treat me like a cat woman. I Amen. need a house. I need a house. I need, a, I mean, a, I need an apartment and I need an apartment for a year. Cause I don't want you to change your mind in, in, in mid-thing, and then I'm stuck. Oh my God, I ain't got nowhere to go. Smart girl. Smart girl. So, even though she didn't get her money at first, on the very first session. Because he didn't have sex with me, girl. I don't care. He didn't you, have sex with me. You, you're you not paying for sex, you're paying for my time. He lay
1: with me and told me how pretty I was. You're
0: paying for my time. <laughs> I, she, he picked her up from the hostel from her trying to get money. And so, while you sitting here fucking laying up with this fucking nigga for an hour, you need to get your money up front anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> she could have been turning some chicks on this, in the car. Well, don't well, the pick up Diamond
1: on the whole store, because she's going to want her money, even Diamond if y'all ain't don't have be, It's
0: 2018. Diamond ain't going to be on no motherfucking <laughs> I'm fucking on, on the internet. I'm going to put my ad up there.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so... Um, and she was like um she was and she basically was like you're going to have to give me some coins and then she then she was like you know this is just my way of keeping my dignity even though i know you giving me scraps under the table cuz you sitting here in the same breath telling me you are not going to leave your wife you telling me you want to keep me and own me but you you got the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want to because you got the resources to do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. So this is what you fucking need to do. And I'm willing I'm okay for now cuz she clearly said for now to deal with these scraps under the table because I got to take these scraps. Right. I got to. I don't have no other option. I can either be fucking dealing with this $125 an hour at this peeping time or I got you who wants to get me an apartment who's paying my bills and I can have a nice apartment and I just got to deal with you whenever you want to see me. And, and give
1: me my clothes for the balls.
0: And give me my clothes for the balls. That was her, her arrangement. And he said he was down for it. But even in that moment, to me, it made me think like you were leading to, it will lead you to financial abuse because- We know this is, cis women go through this too. You be with this fucking nigga with all this money and you ain't got shit for yourself and then when he get violent or he get abusive or he get distant, or he trade your ass in for a newer model, you ain't got nowhere to fucking go. You gotta deal with his bullshit because you are financially in bondage with this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't stay, you ain't got nowhere to go. You gotta go home with your mama. you probably been pooching on all your family members. Ooh, I got this high rise and I got this sickening house and da-da-da-da-da. So you you don't want to fall from grace and go back to your people and say, Oh, I need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many situations that can happen. Then you, especially a trans woman, you could be turned into a Electra, because Electra got a fucking a gentleman that's paying for her shit. That's what mm-hmm. we learned in this episode as well. And now you don't had all these airs and all this I'm sickening and I I was able to do this and I'm able to do that and dah, 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 dah. And then this nigga wants you to do some shit that you don't want to do. He wants you to fuck him raw. He wants you to do this. He wants you to do that. He wants you to show up at this place when you got a ball to go to. He wants you. It it can turn into a financial abuse situation. You have no one else to turn to. Mm -hmm. And except for him. And if you don't do what he says do, you lose your apartment. You lose your food. You lose your place to stay. You got to go back down to the peeping time place if that motherfucker's still open. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. So I thought it was interesting, you know, because when I'm, whenever I'm in these kind of situations, it's hard for me to finesse a nigga because I like to keep it real and I like to be under my own rules. So it's hard me for me to finesse a nigga out of some a little money. I can finesse you out of a little money, but I'm talking about for an apartment and that kind of finesse level. I Ooh, that I take that, that takes
1: a, that takes patience. Yeah, That's, I don't. You gotta play. You gotta play those type of games and. Yeah, I ain't never been that girl. Yeah, either.
0: I've never been that girl. I can get a nigga to come and give me um the most I've ever been paid by niggas about like twenty five hundred, but like ten thousand and da, da da Now, like I've had a bunch of clients, but I'm talking about in one one trick. You know, they'll give me twenty five hundred for some surgery here to get pumped here. Da, da. You know that it'll be something, but it won't be some big m- money, long money that I see some bitches get. Mm-hmm. So, um. I remember last night I had a conversation with, I put on polls. I played it while he was here, while we was having our session. <laughs> and soon as we got done having a session, the, the ending when we were, like when we had nutted and da 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 da. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro. Hater. Bro. Hater. Um, uh, the part was on when Angel was having a conversation with him.
1: What conversation?
0: The conversation with the trick
1: at the diner?
0: Yes, at the diner. Oh, okay. So that was the part was on. So he got enamored into the conversation like what? And we had this whole conversation. So our his our, our he's a, uh, a sports player and he and you know he's on the down low and our history is we anytime he come into the city, he sees me and he's like you know i can't even like i and and our conversation is is just you know we become people therapists mm-hmm. <laughs> so they share all the stuff and he was like i i only watch trans porn that's what i get off into and i'm the opposite i only watch straight porn mm. um we we um we like each other's session because he knows how to be aggressive in the beginning and then flip it to submission and i like that i like to be submissive in the beginning, and flip it once the sex starts, and so he knows the balance of me, and I know the balance of him, and we, like, match, so we do, we do have really, really good sexual chemistry. But, at the age that I am now, I'm not looking for anything from people, so... If he would have met me years ago, I would have think of him as a cash cow. Like, oh my god, you you play for this? Da, 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 da. Let me see how I can finesse you out of some coins. And it, I would ruin the situation for him because he would be either he wouldn't give me no coins or he wouldn't give me the amount of coins that I wanted. Or you get what I'm saying? It would be a late situation. But because we met on some free sex shit, because I'm in a situation where I don't, I don't need money from people, and I'm not a prostitute anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, actively i don't i'm not when sometimes when i hook up with people i'm not thinking about money it's just for a nut and so that's how what he became because he's my type and so he he shares all this conversation with me about how he doesn't have the tools to deal with the world when it comes to his sexuality Mm. he says i do not he was like, I, I can be confident when it comes to playing my, my game, my career. I can be confident when I'm out in the world. But I feel like I would. He was like, I don't think that I can handle people knowing that I'm into this. He was like, this is what if I was in an ideal world, I would be with you and I would do I would be in a. Being a relationship with you open because I really like you. He said, "You know I do." But I'm alas, in but I don't have the tools to deal with what is going to come with the this. potential
1: tranny baggage, baby.
0: The potential of what can happen to me, what can happen to my career, what can happen to it, just everything oh well, you that know, all happen. that
1: could all that would
0: probably be gone. It could be possible. It could be possibly gone. That is, a, and that's why it's hard for me to judge them. Because I know people who have lost their careers. Oh, the thought of me, i
1: me passing judgment never even just crossed my mind. No, after no, no. Not, I'm talking about judging
0: said. them for putting me in that situation, not judging oh. them. But yes, yeah, so I can judge you putting me in a getting objectified situation. But I don't think of it like that with him because I'm choosing to, I'm enjoying this moment. It's not right. like I'm choosing, it's my consent to be in this situation. So I don't think of it as like using, but we had the conversation to, sh- he was, he, he, we just was talking about, it. I was like, but you, I am, he was like, but I don't think I'm using you because you don't mind coming to me and saying, yeah, come suck this dick. <laughs> or, you know, you come to, he was like, you come to me just as much as I come to you on some, let's freak, let me get my nut. I said, but yes, it is. I said, yes, it's, this is a consensual thing, but understand that this is because, Th- there's no other option mm. like you're not giving me the option to be with you publicly if you did i would take it
1: <laughs> you want to so, go somewhere in public baby
0: right you're not giving me the option the option is not on the table what was his response to that and he was like what do you mean and uh, no no not what do you mean to that he knew what i meant to that but he was like that's when he came with the i don't have the tools to deal with what comes along with being with you
1: and so what did you say
0: I couldn't say nothing. He doesn't he tell me he doesn't have the tools. And I say, right. So you're putting me in a situation where I can either be mad and say, stop fucking with you. You take these scraps or you leave or you take these scraps or you leave. And if I took and if I said, no, I'm not taking these scraps, then I wouldn't get my self-care. Sex is my self-care. So if I'd said to every dude who was trying to give me scraps, I would not have no niggas to fuck with. That's just the honesty truth about my life. So, at least in our situation, it is on my terms. Mm. It's not like, and he doesn't make me feel fetished. It, it's all you in your delivery. He so if it's me, wait,
1: so if it's only, how is it on your terms?
0: Because I I hit him up and say, hey, what's up? Oh. Come through. Like it's for it my. It's when I want to fuck him too. When I it's not just he just hit me up and come in when he want to come. When I say, hey, what's up? I'm horny today. What's up? What you doing today? He'll say, oh, I can come over there. Cool. Come on. Mm -hmm. So it's not just him on his time and on his terms. It's on mine as well. So it's like a a mutual thing. Okay. So because it's mutual, I don't feel used, even though I kind of, we both, we're using each other.
1: Y'all using using each other. Yeah, we're using each other. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yes,
0: we get what we get. But you're still, because of your download this, it's still forcing it not to go further. That's right. So it feels like my terms. It feels like the f- freedom in the box that he gave me. He says, this would be the perfect thing. However. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for me, it, it was interesting for him to have the conversation and say, I just don't have the tools. Like, I would be so, it would be paralyzing. He said it would be paralyzing fear.
1: Oh, paralyzing fear
0: paralyzing fear of all the things that could come from this so and that's understandable because the life of being a, a tranny as a trans woman bitch <laughs> as a trans woman i have been fired from a bullshit job so i know and i know men who have had problems with their job when they tried to be open about their trans woman their girlfriend being a trans woman, they had problems at their job. Mm -hmm. So I know that that is a real experience and being that, you know...
1: Maybe someday you people can do that, but...
0: Not you people. No, I said people.
1: Oh, I thought you said you people. (laughs) uh, Now, bitch. I said people and I was referring to a straight man. Oh, okay. (laughs) In regards to... Being open about being in a trans relationship, girl. Um, Always trying to read, girl. Hey, honey, you, know,
0: <laughs> you know you butch queens trying to get <laughs> sure,
1: shady. You know you take the butch queens Anyway.
0: <laughs> so at the end of the day, the client um on polls got his wife a dishwasher and he got Angel a year lease in the apartment.
1: Put your money where your mouth is, baby. baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blanca meets her ex house member, house sister at a gay bar where most of the patrons are white and gay. She was trying to convince the sister to join her house before it got hot. You know, you know, get in while the getting's good, girl, because, you know, we winning trophies now because, you know, Blanca slayed Electra during the um, walking in pumps, runway in pumps. Was that what no, it no, was no, no, that? no, 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 no.
1: Blanca beat her in the one before that. Electra slayed Blanca oh, for the yeah. up and pumps. I forget what that other category was, the one in the beginning, where they it was about the outfits.
0: She was looking like a coffin. What was that?
1: Yeah, and then Blanca came out in the pink number. In the
0: pink number, I wonder what was. What, but I don't. I don't remember, I don't category. remember what category it was. But she, yeah, Blanca slayed her in the pink number, and Electra was feeling some kind of way. So there, she's feeling like, oh, we winning trophies now. I beat Electra. So hey, you better get in. She's trying to convince her to come. Um, and then the girlfriend says, "Girl." I'm not about to come over to your little whack ass house, girl. I'll, I'm um, and, and, and Bianca Blanca is telling her like, "Girl, you ain't loyal to her. She just looks down on you." She was like, "No, I'm not loyal to her, but by being aligned with her, I'm winning trophies, baby." Right? She's
1: like, "Girl." Right. And
0: so this kind of gives you a, a glimpse into the two type of people that's in the ball scene. Like, it's the kind of people who are loyal to the family because they're looking for family and they're looking for that level of togetherness and loyalty. And then you got the people in the ball scene that are loyal to you and looking for a come-up. That's right. And that's not just in the ball scene. That's shit everywhere, if you think about it. There's always somebody who's loyal because, oh, my God, I ain't got no family and you guys are my family. And then there's the ones like, oh, my God, they got me a place to stay. I'm I'm loyal to, like, I can move to another place. <laughs>
1: I met a That's lot a of people like that when I was so in So have balls. I.
0: So have I. So have I. So, so they're in this bar, and you can tell the rest.
1: Um, well, what, what, what we're talking about the the scene with
0: the friend or, mm-hmm.
1: well, basically she was just like, you know, girl, join my house,
0: oh. <laughs> and she. No, 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 not that scene. The rest of it. Um, because when you about oh go, they got thrown out, right? Yeah, the white
1: man threw them out, honey. Mm-hmm. So
0: start that. Say I'm. I'm gonna delete all that. So start explaining what happened in regards. She asked for a drink. They didn't that stuff.
1: But hold on. So they asked her for a drink. Or she asked for a drink, and then they said, "I forget what was said. What was said to her?
0: That he said that that this is a club for. I can I can do it." So Bianca asked the guy, the bartender, for a drink. Blanca. And, uh, Bl- I keep saying Bianca, Blanca. <laughs> Blanca asked for a drink, and the girl had the other, the other house sister had said, "Girl, you know they don't like our kind here. Why?" Oh, she did here? say that.
1: She did see. Blanca. I had for I had I couldn't remember exact. I knew there was some dialogue, mm-hmm. but she I couldn't like, remember verbatim. They okay. don't serve yeah, us. Please, you're, yeah, please. Yeah.
0: They don't serve us. And so she was like, child, I'm coming here to celebrate. I just beat Electra, and I'm coming here to celebrate. Right. Come on, stop being. Wait, now, hold on. So
1: this was like the second time. This particular time is the first time. This was the first time. Yeah. Because it happened like, okay, so I'm she getting kept the coming back. up. Yeah.
0: So she asked him for a drink and he was like, well, the first one's on me, but um, I you know, I already got niggas asking me, "Is this um... drag, drag, night. Yes. Is this yes, drag yes, night?" Yes, yes, and yes, yes, Being sarcastic, because I guess in this era of the '80s, this is out of my age range. I, w- I have, I was not alive, and th- I was alive, but I, w- I didn't live through this time where people at gay bars was kicking trans women out. So, it's so crazy to me. That's so crazy to you.
1: That is so crazy <laughs> to me for a number of reasons. Like, oh, just uh-huh. continue. Why go ahead? Why? Is it I crazy? mean, come on now, like. It's just crazy how things
0: play out. Like,
1: so basically, you would, okay, yeah.
0: So basically, they would not serve Blanca because she was trans at this gay white bar, and so she kept coming back. Like, they would kick her out, like literally kick her out, like throw her place. out, like, call the police on her. She end up getting locked up, and we'll talk about that later. But she end up getting locked up because the pol- they called the police on her to get her out of this gay bar. And in one of the scenes, there was a black dude in there. And I'll, I'll talk about it later. Uh, so, blah. Blah. <laughs> so. So.
1: I hate black gay men like that. Right. Oh, my God. Yes, okay. Right. <laughs>
0: so so it, it's strange. It's strange to us because we did not grow up in the era mm-hmm. where um, trans women were kicked out of gay clubs. I have never seen that. Now, there are certain bathhouses. That will not let trans women in.
1: All bathhouses,
0: yeah. So don't know
1: bathhouse let no trans women in. N- yeah. Women at all.
0: Yeah. So I I I have ex- I haven't experienced being kicked out of bathhouse or not gaining entry because me as a trans woman in the era that I grew up in, we didn't want to go in bathhouses.
1: I didn't even know trans trans women like there were any that wanted to do that until yeah. very very recently. recently yeah, I like, didn't want to go. I was like, I oh, maybe you- we. In a bathhouse because
0: it's nothing but gay men that go in there. And at that time, the whole rules about sex and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And, you know, I I, like, that's for the gays. That's not for me. I don't want to be there without them gays. (laughs) Of course, I would use the faggot word. Um, I don't want to be there without them faggies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would get into all of that. And I didn't have any, I didn't think about gaining access to a bathhouse because I didn't care. I don't want to be in there with them nasty ass <laughs> <laughs> floors <laughs> and some jacuzzi and niggas fucking and coming mm. on the floor. No, I didn't even want to be in there. Mm. Especially my at the time, my young ass, a fucking prude. Like I was a prude. Like I looked down on prostitutes. I looked down on. (laughs) I looked down on everything between eighteen and twenty three. Baby, life said okay, and then life said (laughs) boom.
1: boom here you go the <laughs> hammer of humility <laughs> <Boom>.
0: <laughs> so so anyway so i wanted to talk about um racial segregation of bars the history of racial segregation in bars and how queerness pushed and creeped the narrative to something different so prior to the 80s era in gay bars cops didn't allow them to congregate freely. They would raid gay bars and ha- and ha- and harass gay men and or gay queer people altogether. And the consequences wasn't just harassment or like a night in jail. They could actually get fined and thrown thrown in mental institutions because let's let's not forget that the APA, the American Psychiatric Association, took homosexuality off of the books. As a mental disorder in the night in 1973. So getting, so getting busted by the police and um getting thrown in jail and fined for homosexual acts and shit like that could really give your hateful family the ammunition it needs to put you in an institution. That is tight. But it's the real shit. They, like, they could, like, oh, my God, you got busted. So finally, I can take your gas and put you in a home and forget you. Right. I can put you in a one flew of over the cuckoos nest type of place, and you just be stuck in there. Bye-bye. And until you start acting like a man, you can't get out. And it was worse for queer women because we know that oppression is racialized and gendered. So if you are a black queer woman going into an institution – you would be lost in there. People would be molesting you. People would be fucking taking advantage of the whole situation and keeping you locked up. In these days, institutions were an arm of white supremacy. They were an arm of this prison industrial complex that we talk about today. So it wasn't just teasing and harassment. It could really turn into real dire consequences in this day and time. So also remember that in June, 1969, the Stonewall riots got sparked because the police kept raiding, the police kept raiding the spot. They kept harassing people. It was the rebellion of Stonewall trans patrons, our namesake, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, Major Griffin Gracie, they all were there and they stood against the police brutality and changed, The tone of the city in regard of the queer folks and the freedom for them just to assemble without any harm. Like they fought for this black and Latina trans women. Fought to change this whole scene in 1969. Right? (laughs) That's right. And it doesn't surprise me that it was black and Latina folks who got it popping because they were they this is what they were used to what else was going on in the in the late 1960s in the late 1960s Mm -hmm. uh racism the civil rights yeah no racism was going on everywhere i mean that's what i meant (laughs) before then i was trying to like think and respond really quickly (laughs) in the 1960s the civil rights movement was going on right it was at its peak it was in its upheaval so they we they were they had examples of shit going on and that we don't deserve this like mm-hmm. we it's not appropriate for us so the black and latinos was already in their fields about all the racial shit that was going on so
1: but mm-hmm. but was but like the white gay men They, they like it. It's they still do it, even if they're gay. Like though, they still oppress. Right, you're oppressing the people who gave you your rights to do what you're doing now, and you're still oppressing. I know. I don't. I just kind of that just randomly popped in my head. Mm. White men just oppress naturally. So I don't know. It's just a part of them. It's just a part of them. (laughs) So we'll get to that.
0: (laughs) So going back to the subject of bars, in the south. During the many decades of Jim Crow segregation and the renaissance of white people fuckery, there were like juke joints, ramshacks, speakeasy, barrel houses that was tucked off in the rural and city areas of the African American community. And this is where they would go to dance, drink, have fun and socialize and just get their life <laughs> out of the eyes and the ears and the gaze of white motherfuckers, okay? And from the disapproving members of the black church because they went shit with their respectability politics. Yeah. These informal nightclubs were sites of great sexual freedom. Some of the African-American blues singers who w- performed at these places were lesbian and queer like Gladys Bentley. And their songs even celebrated sex between women. And you know... Who? The songs back in this era. That's... What they, so... But we saw this. We saw a glimpse of this. Guess what? In what movie? Are we talking about the movie about the, uh, what was her name? The big fat jazz singer girl. That's Gladys Bentley. But what movie, popular culture movie, did we see this type of culture in? In what
1: type of culture?
0: This type of culture that I'm talking about. Backwoods, juke joint, um, woman lead singer the color purple exactly so <laughs> we saw this we saw this This what the, what I'm talking about in the color purple did y'all know that was the answer Suge <laughs> <Shug laughs> Avery I hope y'all did so Suge Avery was a queer woman she was cast out by the black family cause she was, oh, getting, she getting, was. getting some dick But she, just like her daddy was the lead preacher and singing at the church, she was the leader of this group of people. But you know, and it was, I
1: think it was because of the whole like societal way of thinking about lesbianism or whatever. Like when I saw her and Suge interacting the way they were, little kids here and there, Mm -hmm. like I was like, oh, I guess that's just what girls do. And I never thought nothing else Mm -hmm. about it.
0: But it was a moment. Mm-hmm. It was, Alice Walker was brilliant in her delivery in giving us this peep into this culture. So when queer people and trans people, due to their nature of society disinviting them, we are always in the undercurrent, therefore always in the trenches of change when it comes to this country. So when we see this scene with Blanc- Blanca getting kicked out of this white gay bar in the 80s, 20 years after Stonewall, clearly the history was erased and not told right. If these white racist faggots could have forgotten and they can sit there in this fucking club, in this fucking bar, cradled in the privilege to be (laughs) cradled. Like they're sitting in a bar free from the police, not fucking with you because 20 years ago from this time in the 80s, Black and Latina trans women rolls up against police to get you to have this freedom. And here we are in the (laughs) 80s. You are tossing one out. And here we (laughs) are in the 80s. You are tossing one out of a fucking bar using the police to do it.
1: Yeah, that scene wears me out every time. Like, I just, I'm always like, I'm always, every time I see that scene, I always think, God, what? I don't understand it, number one. I'm just like, wow, how? I don't get it. But then I kind of get it because it's white, dude. So, yeah. But- Wait,
0: so, like you saying, <laughs> it goes right in line to what we know about your white fucking ancestors and your parents, what they taught you how to do. Mm-hmm. Conquer the space, exploit the work, and erase and forget the narrative, and then push us the fuck out of the fruits of our own fucking labor. Mm-hmm. This is what y'all fucking do. This is what y'all have a history of doing. It's like... And just like white people of today, you have the nerve to use police as the arm of white supremacy that it is to uphold your comfort, a comfort that we fucking fought to give you. Don't you ever fucking forget it. Gay men, when you think about the strides that we have made in 2018, when you think about your gay marriage rights, when you think about your freedom to be able to hold hands and be free like motherfuckers wasn't able to do in the 80s, ask yourself. How is this step forward benefiting the women in our community, cis and trans? Mm-hmm. You, white gay males and lesbians, ask yourself how are these strides that we are benefiting from right now helping minorities in our community? You would not be able to enjoy the comfort and the progress without our contributions. There are queer communities. In countries that do not have the fucking luxuries that we do in this country. Show some fucking reverence. Oh, they never know how to do that. Mm, Show some fucking reverence to your fucking elders. The ones living and the ones dead that fought for your right to be as free as you are. Do we have a long way to go? Hell fucking yes. But the freedom that you have right in this moment, right now. Show some reverence to your black Latina trans elders because Mm -hmm. you would not have this freedom if it wasn't for us. And let's not forget that Marsha P. Johnson was a dark-skinned, clocky, drag queen trans woman. Right. Homeless. That's who sparked the change for you. That's right, and she wasn't the pretty, passable type that would
1: get her tens at
0: the ball either. Come on now, tell somebody. And let's talk about that black dude that was in that motherfucking bar. Baby! (laughs) Mother coon. (laughs) (laughs) we know let's let me say this one thing that black men and black trans women have in common is that we are fetishized by our penis right Mm -hmm. and we have the opportunity sometime to exploit that to our benefit in non-black spaces bbc gives you access to whiteness (laughs) it gives you access to some resources in this in the gay community it just does it makes black gay men who idealize whiteness sometimes get access and they feel like the exceptional minority don't they (laughs) baby listen you ain't shit (laughs) (laughs) you doing the same motherfucking thing that black women been doing since slavery using these hunky ass pecker woods for their lust for us to gain some type of resources to survive you doing the exact same thing you are not one of them baby (laughs) Sarah Bartman taught us bitch (laughs) (laughs) you are not one of them yes you Blanca got kicked out And you got to stay. But as soon as they find out your dick is just as little as theirs, if it is. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. If you do got a big old dick, as soon as they get tired of it, (laughs) bye-bye. And as soon as they get mad at you, you know what they going to call you? Nigger, nigger. May throw a monkey in there or something. but Uh, May throw a monkey or a coon or a spade or something in there on your motherfucking ass.
1: But nigger definitely.
0: Definitely. So don't think you motherfucking special, cause you got access to these motherfucking spaces, cause you not one of them,
1: baby. I can't tell you how many times I'm on grinding. As soon as I tell somebody one of them old white Casper the Ghosties,
0: I wasn't interested,
1: baby. Y'all. Oh, well, you're just, fuck you, nigger, nigger, fuck mm-hmm. you, fuck on you, Grindr, nigger. But on you anywhere. just said I was so beautiful, so sexy, so this,
0: so You did. just said I was exotic. <laughs> I was a different kind of now black a, girl. Now
1: I'm monkey nigger, nigger monkey, faggot oh, shemale. Oh, okay.
0: Get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> so my question to you with blanca pushing the envelope Mm -hmm. when is it worth it what makes you decide that it's worth the fight and what makes you the blanca type as opposed to the electra type because you know electra was like girl this fight you trying to fight at this bar bitch
1: well baby that's not
0: us leave um... that alone what makes it worth it I think honestly,
1: and this is just me being completely honest, um my involvement in what would make it worth it. Uh god. Uh I think that it would be worth it if it were something that really kind of like if I it wouldn't be worth it to me to go there. Number 1, this is just me being honest because I that's not a place I would frequent anyway. I wouldn't go to the white gay bar. So I wouldn't even care about going there. Right. So I would kind of be more Electra in that regard. Mm. But Electra's coming from a place of privilege. She's coming from a place of coin privilege and passing privilege. So she, her, her, her she don't care. You right. Because
0: it's not affecting her. Yeah. You're not literally getting thrown out of a place.
1: And I honestly would probably be like Electra in the, in regards to that particular bar. Anything white, I would be dusting. So, whatever. Because it's not your scene. Because anyway. it's not my scene. So, mm-hmm. what she said was like, uh, that's not my struggle. Mm. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Now, what her issues were, what she was prioritizing, I, that was late too. But all she cared about was the balls. But if I were Blanca, would I be. Go- <sighs> what makes it worth it? It's only worth it to me if I feel like it improves my quality of life or people that I know or people that are like me. Mm. That's what would make it worth it. And also what would make it worth it is, um, I feel like if me doing this is going to bring the attention that it needs to bring, which is going to eventually bring the proper recourse.
0: But you don't always know that. I, I, you don't. Yeah. So
1: if I've, I don't know that, then I go back to the first reason, right. Is this going to uh, able am I going to be able to improve my life or my or people that I know immediate around me in life? somehow from this some way you know? and
0: then i i think this makes me think about the gay people that were trying to get that cake baked from the religious cake bakers and bakery, they didn't want to get their and and they, they didn't want to bake the cake bake the same sex couple wedding cake uh-huh and it just they just ruled on the um in the supreme court on it <sighs> And it made me think about that. Like, I'm the type of... like. I'm and what ruling. was the ruling? So I think the ruling was in favor of the cake bakers.
1: Well, yeah, they don't have to bake a cake if they don't want to.
0: Oh, I don't think it was because of that, though. I think it was because of some kind of little technicality. But I got in an argument with people online. Because I'm, I've always been the girl who felt... I, did, I didn't align with the community with that case. So I think the community was... What did old. the community say? The community was aligned with the... Um, oh... You're discriminating against me. Like, yes. So, in my mind, I feel like I don't... I, and if somebody said they did... If I went to a cake people and they said they did not want to bake my cake because of... Oh, this is supporting transgender. I would not want to give these motherfuckers my money. At all. I wouldn't want to give them no. Oh, well, thank you for letting me out. Especially if they say it's a religious base. Like, it would be different if they said... I just don't want to because I don't like you people. Then it will turn into a fight for me. But if you are nice and you just say, not necessarily nice, but if you just say, mm, that's just against my I'm against my religious beliefs and I don't want to do it. When you put the religion thing in there, it changes my mind about it. It changed it would change my feeling. Cause you this is your religious belief. I understand this is what you believe. Cool, 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 cool. I would go somewhere else. I wouldn't that wouldn't turn into a fight for me. Mm-mm. It just wouldn't. So because I feel like my queerness is my politic. Me being a black, queer, femme, woman of trans experience, that's my politic. That's my religion. That's what my belief system, okay? So if some, if I had a bakery and some people came with whatever, like some motherfucking Trump voters came or some fucking, um, You know, bro, they're having a fucking bromance and they're fucking trying to say, not necessarily about Trump, but some kind of sexist shit that they want to put on their cake Mm -hmm. or some kind of racist shit that they want to put on their cake, some type of um, anything that they want to put on their cake that I feel offended by. And you come and say, I want to make this cake. I want you to make this cake for me. I want to have the right to say no. Right. I want to have the right to say no. I don't want to do this fucking cake for you. Go somewhere else. No, I don't like this. I don't I don't care what it is. And I, I think the people on the post when I was arguing with them, they were saying, well, you're comparing um, racism and that's and, 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 and this. They were saying I was comparing the apples and oranges. Well, I don't think it is. I think from a perspective of the cake baker, it may be different from the perspective of who's being marginalized, but from the perspective of a person who is providing a service, I want to be able to say, No, this Mm -hmm. is against my belief system. I don't want to do this.
1: And that's okay.
0: Yes. It should be okay. But then when you think about people who use religion to uphold racism and uphold slavery, they could say this is against my belief system to make niggers not be slaves. (laughs) Mm. Yes. Yes. That's the truth. So I get what they were trying to say and I don't think they were understanding what I was trying to say. They thought that I didn't understand them, but I understood them. I got, I know how that could be problematic when you allow people to discriminate based on religious beliefs. But I'm sorry, I just, I don't, that's not a fight that I would fight. I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where I am forced to do shit I don't want to do. Well, I mean, people that, against who I like. Uh, that's are, one thing
1: that I don't like about like the gay people, though, like gay people, trans people, anything like. Sometimes a lot of us feel like, you know, we have to, you have to, you have to, like, accept and you have to, you know, embrace our lifestyle or else, oh, my God, like, the cake baker don't have to bake your cake, baby. Like, if she don't Mm -hmm. want to, she don't have to, for whatever reason. It's her, it's, she, it's her business, Yeah, you know, for whatever reason, and I wish that, I just wish that sometimes they knew which fights to pick, which battles to pick. But
0: when you get into these small things, and so this is what they were trying to explain to me. Not trying to explain, they didn't need to explain it. I understood it, but um, this is what they were saying. Like, it's a... a like it is a you, it, you leave this door open for when it is appropriate and when it's not appropriate, mm-hmm. when discrimination is okay and when it's not okay. The whole time, like people saying, I'm a restaurant owner, like back in the sit ins during the 60s, I'm a restaurant owner and I want them to, I, I'm black and I want to come in and eat this, these waffles and this eggs at the counter. And the white people was like, No, I don't want to serve you. And so. I mean it is what it is. Like yeah, but if they didn't push that if they didn't push to fight for that change, we would be getting discriminated against against jobs, we would be getting mm. discriminated against against so many things. So it's like it's a thin line between ugh, You like, just got
1: you just got to know which which like I said, you just got to know what battles to fight. That's not a, a cake that cake baker battle.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, I would that's not something I'm No. About. Like if it's something like if it's my rule is how I determine if I'm going to be aligned with it is if are you stopping doing something that can affect somebody's life, like literal life. Like if you are an EMT driver, you remember Tyra Hunter was a trans woman that had gotten a car accident. And when the EMT drivers came and cut her clothes off to try to save her, they found out that she was trans and they stopped and let her die. Yeah, that's tired. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it That was that when it can affect somebody's life and you are in a in your it's your work. I feel like you don't have a choice. You have to do it. I feel like that's when it becomes you need to have some consequences if you don't. Mm-hmm. But when it's something like a cake, stop it. Go somewhere else to. Why would you want to give these motherfuckers your money?
1: Why would you want to eat anything that they from made these people and they, give them your money? Right, like no, no, no. no, no, no <laughs> I no. don't want you to have my money, Something and I don't want you to ball. make my cake. He ain't no telling what you put in the cake. Yeah, ain't no telling, like baby, no, no. <laughs>
0: As you know, I can't. I can't do it. So it's it's when it affects somebody's livelihood, when it affects somebody's coins, when it's not recreational or. When it's not, um, when it's something that affects somebody's livelihood, life and livelihood, that's when I feel like you shouldn't have a choice. When you're at a hospital, I don't think you should be turning people away Mm-mm. because of your religious beliefs. I don't think when you're at a hospital helping people. No, I think that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But, because that can affect somebody's life and livelihood. But when it comes to a cake, when it comes to, oh, I don't want to make this pride dress because I i don't want to sub- condone um, gayness because it's against my religion, that dress, it's not gonna make you die if you don't get that dress. If you don't get this seamstress to make that dress, get somebody else to do it. Right. I don't know, I just, that's it. just,
1: I've always, yeah, I, I'm always about embracing people who embrace me and loving people who love me and supporting people who support me. So if you don't support me, good, bye-bye. I mean, yeah,
0: I'm just, I can see how it can be complicated because then it's like, where do you draw the line? It's like where do you draw the line? And so I just like I just said, I just said what line I would draw that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to government sanction and what they can do, what the law can do, I think the line should I think it's safe that the line is where it is where you can't discriminate. Yeah. Even though I would not have the line that far that to the left, I would be a little bit more conservative. But that's what I, it's a lot of situations that I disagree with the community on and this is kinda one.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm all for business owners exercising their business however they want to. Because so. if it's private. Now, yeah, if you're getting private gover- business owners, if, if yes. If you're
0: getting government funds, then that's different. Yeah. That's totally different. If you are ran by government funds, then that's different. But if you are, this yeah, your if, business. If, if, I I done,
1: if I've set up a, a business to bake cakes, for, I started it, uh-huh. and you come in my shop.
0: and You want some bullshit. And you
1: want some bullshit, and you want me to bake your cake? No. I'm not baking your okay. cake. No, thank you. Or if you're into like girl, oh, you're racist. You want me to make you a racist cake? No. A Nazi cake. A Nazi or,
0: cake? Or, no. No. Uh, uh, MAGA. <laughs> you want a me MAGA. A MAGA cake. You want America, me to America make America great for the whites? Yeah,
1: a fucking blackface KFC watermelon cake. No. No. Not happening.
0: And then how dare you feel like, yeah, not happening. So mm-mm. So the problem people were having with that, we were compa- so like now, you're comparing. Um, races and white supremacists to uh-huh. gay men trying to get married. So yeah. uh, so you're comparing making a uh, racist com- cake and a gay men love cake.
1: I'm comparing something that is... I a, don't want to do. That is abhorrent <laughs> to me and something that is abhorrent to them. Mm-hmm. That That's they don't want to do. So you're yeah. in my mind. Because
0: yeah. I'm like that. I'm like, yes... When you look at from the the two people who being de- the services being denied, yeah, n- yes, it's a big difference between a racist, white supremacist, and a two gay men trying to get married. I'm looking at that's it from big, the from the I'm cake baker. The cake, that's how yeah. I am. I'm looking at it, and and then then you have to question yourself: Is that the person that you should be aligning with, or the victim?
1: The cake baker.
0: <laughs> so me, I, and that's how I was. If I was in the situation where I was being forced to do something. Cuz
1: there is no victim. You just did you just got refused service and they have the right to refuse to your serv- service to you.
0: But they don't. By law they don't. They're not supposed to. That's that's what that that's what the fighting in the civil rights movement is. Th- them being able to be serviced even though they're black. That's what they was fighting for. So the discriminate, not to be able to discriminate against people for race, color, sexual orientation. Oh, no,
1: that should still be able to do that. (laughs) You are late. Y'all better hope I don't ever (laughs) get a cake baking (laughs) company. Ain't no cakes going out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be pretty cakes. Pretty cakes. No no racist cakes. Right. (laughs) But I think that's, and I think that's where it gets kind of weird. I think that's where it's like, ooh. I don't want to bake this cake, but what if somebody didn't want to bake the cake for me? And it was, it gets kind of weird. It's like, ooh, yeah. See, I don't, I don't think
1: about what if they wouldn't want to. Be, I it's it's no, it's instant. Go to get another cake from somebody else. Yeah, so like, it, that's it, how I would be. It, yeah,
0: yeah. But being a person who has fight for stuff, I didn't know. So, anyway, that is the end of the show for today. That's all for today, baby. We will be back to do part, not part three, (laughs) episode Episode. three. (laughs) Episode (laughs) (laughs) today, Episode three. We hope you guys enjoy. As much as we
1: enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs) Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all.
1: And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at DiamondStyles at gmail.com. That's d i a m o n d s t
0: y l e s at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh,
2: bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs>
0: Every little thing's gonna be alright.